0: Welcome, everybody, to What Does the Bible Say About That? Here we go. Recent will. At it again. Woo! Yes. All right. Woo! I'm excited. Is that like... How much would you say you actually put into that woo there? There was a lot
1: in me, but I didn't want to overwhelm the mic. Okay. I'm excited. It's a good... It's an exciting topic. Which is... Which is... Prophesying...
0: Dun, 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 dun.
1: Sorry, I, Very good. I just felt like
0: that should have been like... Yeah. Okay.
1: Sorry. Yeah. What does the Bible say about prophesying <laughs> is the topic today. Um,
0: yeah, do you, do you want to give well, them
1: our, their daily joke?
0: Yeah, the daily joke? Oh, mm, yes, I want to give... I'm so glad you reminded me that I had a daily joke that I said earlier. And it's gonna be the joke of the day. I'm ready for it. I've yeah. been waiting all week. Well, I'm so I'm so glad that you reminded me that I had a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna say it now. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna say waiting. I'm gonna say the joke for to our right. listeners. Tell them what do you what do you call what do you what do you call a starfish? What do you call a starfish that's on glass? What do you call it? I don't know. Yeah. No, you gotta you gotta guess. Oh. Um a, a bloody bloody starfish. Why why would it be bloody? <laughs> stepping on glass, I don't know. No, it's not stepping, it's like uh, you know, like you finding Nemo and I don't have a joke. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> Putting me on the spot. Oh, okay. I don't got no I don't have. A... Sorry. Okay. I could have come up with a joke though. Yeah. That well, that's something. okay. I
1: felt like you put me on the spot
0: last week with the suit comments. Oh, that's true. I just that's wanted true. to get some payback. Well, hey, listeners, if you know any good jokes about starfish, or if you could have a good punchline to that, what do you call a starfish that's on glass? Hmm. I don't know. Ne- what... Wait next week for the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into it, though. Okay. What's your experience, Reese, with prophesying? I want to know. Whoa. Okay. Well, um,
1: I think I talked about it last week, actually. Right. Like we had Oh, yeah. Proph... supposed prophet come in to prophesy over us
0: Mm -hmm. so I don't
1: know if I want to talk about like my experience of it maybe my concept of it um in in high school right because that no concepts prior to that um my thought of prophesying is it is it is knowing something about someone's future or something in the future and then telling it to people it's predicting the future basically okay and I'd heard lots of experiences of people who have had this done to them over something in their life, and also lots of uh, stories about, you know, people saying stuff that just didn't happen, or wasn't true, or end of the world kind yeah. of stuff, kind of crazy like stuff, gonna or, or yeah. like you're going to be in an affair, and it like self-fulfilled prophecies, like really nasty oh, stuff too. Man, so it's bueno. Obviously, it's something that is abused by many, but also... Um, some people seem to have experiences of mm-hmm. future telling kind of stuff,
0: uh maybe like a brief summary, like what maybe if they didn't hear the one last week what, um, what what happened like with with me yeah,
1: oh, yeah, so a guy came in to this charismatic group I was with, and he he kind of spoke over each one of us, mm. kind of told us something about ourselves, like what we would be or how we'll be of use to God. And, so he kind of he spoke over me said you know you're gonna be a teacher, not like a. I had someone come up to me and said oh you're gonna be like a school teacher huh. Oh. No. I think he <laughs> meant it as like a like a you, the, you have the gift of teaching and okay. you'll be teaching God's children kind of thing. Anyways, but it kind of had an impact on me like it, I, I don't know it just kind of I mean, that's cool. It's stuck in my head like yeah. I'm just kind of. Well, that just must be my role then. And even though now I'm like not sure if that any of that what he said was true at all, it's still kind of like it's just this echoing in me of. Anyways, (laughs) that's my experience of okay uh, that kind of prophesying, and that's not what we're mainly going to be talking about today, is it?
0: No, that's not. Okay. Well, you wanna you wanna give
1: him a what is our definition of prophesying? Yes. our definition is well, give him, spoil it right from the start. Yeah.
0: Okay. We're gonna spoil it, the whole thing here, but listen to the whole thing. It's sorry. Anyways, okay. <laughs> I we we're, we're we're trying we're implementing a new thing in this podcast called the banner verse. The banner verse. The banner verse. It is drumroll. <laughs> okay. Go. It's First Corinthians fourteen four. Mm-hmm. This is the verse. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself. But the one who prophesies builds up the church. Yeah. So, so prophesying is building the church. Building the church, yeah. Or it builds up the that's church. That's the definition. Prophesying
1: builds the church. Yeah. And then, I, that's not really a definition, then, now that I think about it. It's more like the result. It'd be like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like eating fills your yeah, stomach. Yeah, okay. In. So, yeah. What, so, how do we re say that? So prophesying This verse is a, like, is speaking for building up, speaking the building of the church.
0: Oh, that's good. Maybe that would be the best way to say it. That answers a lot of the... Yeah. That's, okay. Cool. All right.
1: Let's, get, let's do a deep dive, though, yeah. okay. into a lot of verses.
0: I like that, because I, I, I would ask the question, why is it important that the church is built? Yeah. Like, how, how is that mm. happening?
1: And what does that mean? I mean, Mm -hmm. what is the church? What are, you know, are we talking about bricks and stone, bricks and mortar, you know. uh, Okay. Which I think most people don't think that. Most Mm -hmm. people have an idea of
0: this group of people or...
1: Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. We, um, we, uh, we talked about God's purpose on our first five episodes. Go back and listen to the one on God's building if you want to get the most relevant one for this one. Um... But yeah, one of the things that's deep in God's heart is he desires a, a dwelling place yeah. among <clears> men. <throat> mm-hmm. So um, yeah, do you, you want to go through that? Like Old Testament? That was a loud ding. Sorry about that.
0: Yeah. So Old Testament. Um, you know, actually, I was even thinking right, as you said that, like a spoiler alert, like even the Bible ends with the building. It's like God's dwelling with his people. That's what he even says. Right. Right. And so, the that, anyways, that's like... The tabernacle like, of God is with men. Yeah. yeah. That's even like the goal. But, th- I, anyways, I just want to say that because there, it's a line drawn through the whole Bible, and then it ends with that purpose. So, that's also why this is really important. Right. So, just a brief like overview here. Um, in the Old Testament, we see the first... I mean, there's all these little... Pictures of building, like the woman is built, Eve is built, right. Adam, you have the ark is built. But we want to get into the specific like buildings, like like a structure. Not the process of building, but the structure. Yeah. Okay, so the first one is the tabernacle. That's a picture drawn, or that, that's in Exodus. That's when God first releases that. Yeah. That And then he comes and he fills the tabernacle, and that's where his presence is. Mm-hmm. Even in the book of Numbers throughout it, that's there's the tent of meeting. That's where... Moses God, meets with, yeah. his, God meets with his people. And, yeah. Exactly. And then later on, um, the progression, um, you can see... Well, anyways, uh, um, David sees that God wants a house. Right. Like a solid structure. Yeah. Right. Not like the tabernacle was more of like something that's moving around. Yeah. Almost like a tent. Yeah. But um, David recognized God wants a stationary, solid mm-hmm. thing. And, and that was the temple. Right. So Solomon comes in and he builds the temple, right? Um, and then it gets destroyed one or a couple times, and then it also gets, you know, recovered or right. rebuilt. Yeah. Um, but then there's a transition. Yeah. There's a transition in the New Testament. Right. Um, and the best place to see that is in in John one fourteen. Well, hold on. Before oh, we go there, yeah. There's a verse we talked about it in the old podcast or the building
1: one, but isaiah 66
0: oh yeah okay
1: he, I, after he gets his physical building mm-hmm. god then says you know we, where is the house you'll build for me where's the place my rest right like i i'm not satisfied with this yeah that's right and he says to this kind of man am i gonna look one who's of a poor and contrite spirit right yes. he trembles at my word yeah that's right um so god kind of Alludes to what he wants mm-hmm. there in that, like I don't want this physical structure. I actually want something in man, right? And so, yeah, then, yeah, the New Testament, and that's comes. yeah, that's
0: pointing to Christ, and that's the first part, right? And so, yeah, so, so then you have John one fourteen says the, the the different translations say different things, but the literal translation is the word became flesh and tabernacled among us, right? And so there's a there's a specific reason that John said that because one of the, one of the two, the John's two themes throughout his books are life and building life and building. And you'll find that throughout all his books. But the main, the main point that he's getting at is Christ became the tabernacle on the earth. There was a transition from now God is dwelling in this man, Jesus, not in the tap, the temple. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. so there's the transition there. And then, but that's not what God wants. That's not his goal. He doesn't want to just be in one man. Mm. He wants to be in a corporate man. Lots of men that make up one man. Okay. Make up the church.
1: Yeah, so okay, so Jesus, he is the real tabernacle. Mm-hmm. He's the reality of it. He is where actually God meets with man yeah. in like a real way, not just in like a physical building way, but like he's actually joining God to man. And it actually says Jesus is the real temple. In John yeah. two, yeah, yeah, okay. uh, also in Matthew, it says, you know, something greater than the temple is here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. So there, there's a desire for something corporate to not just be limited to one man, but to have a corporate structure of men. Uh, so there's this verse in Matthew sixteen eighteen. You could say it's the greatest prophecy in the Bible. It's like the unveiling of God's heart, what He wants to do um, in His New Testament economy, His mm-hmm. New Testament plan of salvation. And that is his, you know, famous statement to Peter, which is, you know, I will build my church. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to build my church, it, right? And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Yeah. So his desire is to build the church, which is the corporate dwelling place of God, mm-hmm. It's where God can dwell with men, um, consummating in what you talked about at the right. end, the, the New Jerusalem, where God and man are tabernacling together mm-hmm. and... Um, so yeah, so the goal of God is to have the church, the church fulfills his heart's desire. Um, and the reason why this matters is because prophesying builds the church. Yeah. So, so to understand what the church is, um, what it's made of, right, the material, and, and then, yeah. then we can get a better idea of what prophesying is. Mm-hmm. So we need to get into the church a little bit. Then we'll understand more what prophesying must be.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good.
1: Yeah. So I guess the question is like, what is the church? What what is it composed of? Is it a group of people who have all the same doctrines? Is it a you know a place where you can keep each other accountable to not sin? You know, is it a place where people just you know, speak in tongues and, and dance and, and, you know, rock out on the electric guitar. What is the
0: church, Will? What is the church? <laughs> well, the real the, the church intrinsically is anyone that has Christ in them. That's the universal. We talked about that. That's mm. like the universal overall church. If you have Christ, you're part of the church. And that is the church, Hmm. If you, Christ, the content of Christ makes the church. Right. And so if you have the spirit of Jesus in you, you have the church. And this is, it's like, it becomes really clear when you even put the church in the context of the body. Yeah. And so in, in, um, yeah, let's do like rapid fire verses here. We've got a few written down that we wanted to get into. Um, okay. Maybe I'll take this first one.
1: Yeah. Getting into Christ being like the content of the church or the, the main,
0: emphasis what the church is right so this first verse is ephesians 4 15 yeah it says rather speaking the truth in love we are to grow up in every way unto him who is the head into christ you can go to the next verse too i think it's from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which is being which is equipped when each part is working properly, making the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So the important part there is it,
1: the church, which is described in verse sixteen. It is it comes out out of from the head, the head right. Christ, right? So it flows out from the head, yeah. And there it's described as his body. Mm-hmm. So what makes your body yours? Well, it's yours. Your your it's the same blood flow. It's the same life. It's it's exactly it's you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Another other verse, uh, Colossians three. Uh, this one's in reference to the new man, so it talks about the new man. Um, we've put on the new man, which being renewed, and then in this new man there can't be Jew, Greek, circumcision, uncircumcision, barbarian, the enslaved, free man. But in this new man, Christ is all, and in all. So the new man is is Christ. Right. Christ is is all and in all. Mm-hmm. So for all the believers who are who make up the church, the part of them that is the church is the part of them that is Christ. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Actually, like you're part of the church, but only the part of you that's saturated with Christ, that's renewed by Christ, that has Christ's life in it, the old, fallen will who makes bad starfish jokes, <laughs> is not part of the church. And all the bad, th- I mean, all the silly yeah, things I've right. done. You know, like, it's just like... Right, right. The old sinful or just natural man is kind of, it's part of the old creation yeah. and is not part of the church. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's why we're being renewed. We're being transformed. Right. Um, okay, this, the next verse is, um, it's Ephesians 3.2. i read it. It says, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you... So this is Paul talking, um, basically of, of that Christ called him for the Gentiles, and he says this grace was given to me for you, right? And so that's where that's where something's given. God is giving something to Paul, giving grace. Which right. You can you could define grace as like the enjoyment of Christ or the experience of Christ, right? Um, even Paul says that by the grace of God I am what I am. It's like there was a supply that was coming to Paul, right? That was from God directly from God, that he was commissioned that's what he says in that verse he was a steward he was com- he was um a steward of God, right, and so that and that was for him dispensing proclaiming speaking, writing right to the church,
1: so now we're getting more into the corporate aspect, yeah, so the church is not just the Christ in us but there's a there's a flowing among the church, yeah. a speaking grace and giving grace to one another the, the grace you have the Christ you have so there, there's another way I've heard it put like the first Corinthians 15:10. it says um it's right it's not I but the grace of God which is in me right and then in Galatians 2:20, it says not I but Christ Amen. in me yeah that's right so the grace is Christ it's Christ in us mm-hmm. so when this grace is given to us this Christ is given to us but for you Right. I give it to you. Mm-hmm. I need your Christ, you need mine. Mm-hmm. And so there's another verse, uh, 2 Corinthians 13, verse 3 says, you seek a proof of the Christ who is speaking in me. Wow. Who is not weak unto you, but is powerful in you. He is powerful in you. Right. So there's this Christ that's speaking in Paul, and he's powerful in the Corinthians. Yep. It's really, really fascinating.
0: And so that that shows clearly that... Yeah, re- read it one more time.
1: Read it, yeah. read it. So it's since you seek a proof of the Christ who is speaking in me, who is not weak
0: unto you, but is powerful okay. in you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's like shows that there's something in Paul speaking. It's just Christ. Right. Yeah. There's
1: this Christ inside of us really who good. speaks.
0: Yeah. So there's another verse that I guess goes along with that too, which is Ephesians 3:8. Says to me, though I'm the very least of all the saints, this grace—there it is again. Right. This grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. I really like this verse. Yeah. I mean, like, because we think a lot of times, what what should we preach to people? We should preach them the, we should give them the gospel, or give them—I don't know. It, Paul was though. He was saying, I, I'm here preaching the preaching to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Yeah. So, like, that was, that again, it's the content of his speaking. Right, the content of his yeah. speaking. That's good.
1: Okay, uh, so this one last verse, uh, it's Colossians 1.27. God willed to make known the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So we're all, I mean, we're just emphasizing this point that the church is made up of the believers who are indwelt with Christ, and that Christ is very active in filling us and in speaking to each other in a like a sort of like fellowship, a, a particip- mutual participating in each other's Christ. He speaks in us. He gives grace to us, and that grace is given to us for others. The unsearchable riches of Christ that we experience, we can then preach to others, tell others. Yeah. And primarily Paul's actually... Only Paul is writing to believers, right? Right. He's not. I mean, he did preach to unbelievers, but his epistles, he's writing to the saints. Right.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. So there's something important about even speaking Christ to believers. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we can get into
0: prophesying now. I think that's enough baseline, like foundation laying kind of stuff. Yeah. I uh, mean, we yeah we we talked about. You actually said this, and I thought it was really interesting. The greatest prophecy in the Bible. Mm. And that is a type of prophecy we're not even talking about. Right. Which is Christ saying, he's telling the future, I'll build my church. I will build my church. That's something that's going to happen. Right. And that is a prophecy. Christ is prophesying. But we want to get into the next thing. So it's, it's funny because it's like the greatest prophecy is about the church, mm-hmm. and the church is built through prophecy. Right. Through prophesying. Prophesying.
1: Okay, so this is interesting. So that's those those two verses are good to connect. So Matthew 16, 18, Jesus says, I will build my church. And some people have a wrong concept. And if you have this concept, you're wrong. And so you need to change your concept. That is that he went to heaven and is now constructing a heavenly mansion. And that is the building of the church. He's just building a heavenly, like, you know, building up there with his, you know, because he's a carpenter right. and that's just what he does. Uh, but it's, it's interesting. Matthew 16, 18 says, I will build my church. 1 Corinthians 14, 4 says, he who prophesies builds, builds up the church. The church. Yeah. And so you can imply from that that Christ saying, I will build my church, is indirectly now fulfilled through the believers prophesying.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, I mean, the, what we're talking about with prophesying is not primarily future telling. Because right. how does future telling build the church? I mean, I guess you can be encouraged if you said, you know, you're going to be a rich man or you're going to be a teacher, you know, whatever it is. Right. But that doesn't really help in this whole, like, Christ being expressed through us and being, you know, filling us right. and us enjoying him and us growing and mm-hmm. being renewed
0: and being built up together. So. Yeah. You could even say, I was, uh, it just reminded me of a verse. There's this verse in Ephesians 2.22. Mm-hmm. Because you could even you could even say, where is the building taking place? Mm-hmm. Where is it taking place at? Because then that would help us answer, like, what is it? What is the building? Yeah. So it's Ephesians 2.22. It says, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling place of God in spirit. Hmm. In spirit. In spirit. Yeah. And so it's something that's like, I mean, we all know if, if you're regenerated believer, you should know that Christ is in you. Right. And that he dwells in you. And the place he dwells in you is your spirit. Right. This is in Romans. He is joined to the Lord as one spirit. Yeah. And our our, our spirit bears witness with his spirit that we're children of God. Right. And so the spirit is something that's deep in us. It's a, it's a part of our being that God created specifically to contain himself, mm-hmm. which is, that's the content of the church that's in us. Right. And so this the spiritual building is taking place in an in a invisible way today right? to us outwardly. And so yeah. it's not like merely just being together or agreeing upon something, but it's actually, it really is, it's the experience of Christ from my spirit, mm-hmm. from the deepest part of my being right? into It's you. the Christ speaking in you. Exactly. Yeah. He's powerful in the other person.
1: Yeah, that's right. So, okay, I think we need, before we go any further, I mean, this is good, like, the, the, the content of the church, just summarize, is Christ, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But also part of this Christ is it's not just a stagnant Christ for you. It's a Christ that speaks to the other members of the body mm-hmm. because the body builds itself together in love, according to Ephesians. So the, the Christ is being dispensed among each other. Yeah. The grace is being given. It's a, it's a mutual flowing, and that is our prophesying. It's our speaking the Christ that yeah. we know and enjoy. Right. Because uh, prophesying builds the church, and the Christ coming out builds the church. Um, but I think we need to address, like, the Old Testament instances of prophesying, because this is, like, foreign, you know, to just make up this kind of definition based on Old Testament verses that or, or New Testament verses that might seem more, like, obscure or, yeah. like, okay, well, that sounds good, but, like, what about all the future telling ta- like, yeah. in the Old Testament yeah. prophesying? okay.
0: Yeah, let's yeah. get into it. Okay. Okay, here's, here's, here's one verse in the Old Testament. So Exodus 7, 1. Um, uh, okay. And the Lord God said to Moses, sorry, and the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. And so this is like, Aaron is just speaking for Moses,
1: Right, because didn't Moses have, like, a stutter or something?
0: Yeah, or I mean, like, that's... yeah, he's timid or... Yeah, something... I don't know if they know for sure, but it, it just says, when God called him, Moses is like, I can't speak.
1: Right. And so Aaron
0: so, was his,
1: like, ambassador or... His spokesman is what it was. Yeah, his spokesman. That's right.
0: Yeah. And so, like, this shows he's considered a prophet because he's he's talking for Moses. Right. It doesn't mean he's telling the future for Moses. Yeah. He's just speaking
1: for him. hmm so the basic definition of prophesying in the most basic form is to speak for someone else, right? Or to speak on behalf of someone else. Um, I have another verse. This is a New Testament instance where you have uh, another non-future telling prophecy. Matthew 26, uh, verse 68. So these, these uh, what are they? High priest or soldiers, they're beating up Jesus they spat in his face, beat him with their fists, others slapped him. And then they said, because he's blindfolded, mm-hmm. they said, prophesy to us, Christ, who is the one who hit you? So here it's like, tell us what happened in the past, right. you know? And so you can take from this that prophesying is, is speaking something that only God could know or something of God's right. word that's not of human origin. Right. It's not something you would just know as a man. So yeah, um did you have one more?
0: Yeah. So there's one more verse, and this one is this one's a little uh there's there's more intrinsic meaning to this one. Okay. So this is Ezekiel 37, four and five. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you, you shall live. And so the prophesying here caused life to come into these dry bones. Right. It was like a speaking forth of, of resurrection even. It's like, anyway, so it's not, it's not just speaking forth something. It's not just like telling the past or speaking something that no one knows. It's like now there's some life that is in this speaking. Right. The life enlivens. Yeah. Or the, the words enliven. Right. So yeah, this,
1: this, this chapter, there's a few instances of prophesying that just help with our definition um, where he basically just repeats what God tells him. God tells him something and he prophesies it, and it isn't necessarily the future. He, it actually happens mm-hmm. in that moment as he's speaking, what he's speaking comes true. Yeah. So he'll say prophesy to the wind, say winds come into the f- the flesh or these bones and the wind just goes. So it's like speaking God's words and it causes something now to happen. Yeah, that's really good. Um, and right, in this instance, it's speaking life into dead people, um, into dry bones. So, yeah, the, this this is a great picture, actually, of New Testament prophesying. Because in the New Testament, prophesying becomes more normal. Right. Um, it actually says in 1 Corinthians 14, our prophesying chapter, with our banner verse. Banner verse. Banner verse. Um, it says... Uh, Hold on. Sorry, I don't have this one queued up and ready to go. Um, Okay, verse 31, you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. So it doesn't say, you know, there's like just one prophet in the room Mm. who speaks. It's you can all prophesy one by one. And actually, the early church used to kind of have their meetings in this mutual way of speaking, speaking what they, their portion was. So in verse 26, it says, you know, whenever you come together, each one has something. Maybe you have a psalm, maybe a teaching, revelation. Uh, the, you have something to give to the church. Um, let all things be done for the building up of the church. So let the prophets speak. You can all prophesy one by one. All may learn. All may be encouraged. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is a... Hopefully this came out clearly. Um, yeah, I think so. Our prophesying is is our speaking for the building up of the church. The church is made up of Christ, and it's built up by Christ being dispensed out from the head and through the body, building up itself in love. hmm So it's kind of hard to connect all this. Hopefully it's clear. The content of the church is Christ. This Christ can flow from one member to the other, and that is actually, it's being built up. When that Christ is exchanged from one to the other, when the Christ you know, the riches you know, are spoken to another member, it can encourage them and build them up, and you get joined to them in your speaking. That is our prophesying. Mm-hmm. You're speaking something only God knows because you're speaking of Christ, his son, who only God knows. And our, once we experience that yeah. Christ, we're brought into the secret. Right. We're brought into the mystery. And now we're able to express that to the other members in our speaking. Right. It's hard for me to prophesy in this way to a non-believer because they don't have any idea. But there's like an echoing in the other believer of, yes, that's the Christ I have too. I don't. Know, maybe that was. That's too much. But I, no,
0: that's really good. What What is the? I was thinking of this verse. It's also in First Corinthians fourteen. It says, like, but if an unbeliever walks in.
1: Yeah right.
0: Uh, I think it's earlier.
1: Yeah. What verse um, is
0: that? Oh, here it is. It's twenty four. It says, but if all. Pro- it, this is also a good verse. It says, but if all prophesy, and an unbeliever or outsider enters he is convicted by all he is called into account by all the secrets of his heart are disclosed so falling on his face he will worship god and declare that god is really among you right so the prophesying of all the all, all the believers all the saints right makes them realize god is among you whoa that's good so it's like the speaking the content itself is like expressing yes. god amen yeah it
1: says if all prophesy implying that It'd be good if all prophesied, (laughs) because then the unbelievers who walked in, they would be convicted. That speaking is convicting. It's shining.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But yeah, all need to prophesy. Anyways, we need to talk about church meetings at some point. Maybe that'll be our next one. Yeah. Because this is not the state of our current, or the typical Christian meeting, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Um, Usually one person speaks, and the rest remain silent. And most people aren't falling on their face when they walk in as an unbeliever. So yeah. Anyways. Well, maybe we can
0: maybe that I don't know.
1: Well, I don't know. We'll think about the next yeah, topic. That'll be we'll one think. at some point in the future, but um Yeah, hopefully that was clear. Uh please submit your any any questions oh, or yeah. comments What's you could, might
0: have. Some questions um, here.
1: You've got Uh, You can do it on the podcast app. You can text us directly. It's helpful to us to kind of know how people are receiving this. If we could be more clear, if you'd like more verses, less verses, less confusion, more confusion, more (laughs) running around the whole Bible or focusing on one topic. uh, I don't know. Your feedback is helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, Your donations are also not welcome.
0: Yeah, Um, not welcome. Not welcome. We don't want your money. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but we do want your christ yeah um, give us your prophesying yeah don't give us your cash yeah, okay you can't serve two gods i'm sorry i'm being too much you I'm can subscribe to the podcast if you want to stay up to date
1: uh that way oh yeah you'll yeah, get right. an update whenever we do a new one we're gonna try and do this more often i think we're gonna and we're starting to get a good pace now mm-hmm. this is good um yep yeah, i don't know we should stop rambling huh I guess so. Okay. Y'all have a good day. Hope this was helpful or enjoyable. I liked it. I I like the podcast. Maybe I should cut this part out.
0: No. Be real with it, Reese. Be real with it.